Hello and welcome to another episode of As the World Turns with Nicolette. I am Nicolette. It feels like I haven't done a podcast episode in a very long time, but it has only been a month, maybe a month and two days, and I'm here. Uh, If you've read the blog post, you will know that we're talking about change and whatever comes after this month. And if you've been following my blog posts for a while or following me on any kind of social media, you'll know that change is pretty much a theme um, that has come up probably every year for me Um, and my fear of change more specifically. I, though, um, I'm aware of this and I'm trying to focus on embracing change as I focus on how I'm going to look to the next few decades I have on this earth. How will I want to change my life? What kind of legacy do I want to leave? And I think growing up with technology and growing up with um, social media, and I've been blogging for 10 years, it makes a lot of my changes through life kind of visible. Um, I mean, I've changed this blog name like once or twice. I've changed the name of the podcast a few times. And my social media content over the years can really paint a picture of who I was, who I am now, and maybe who I will be. So I'm trying to, to be more cognizant of embracing change in my own life um, by taking certain risks. I have been a very, I would say I'm a calculated risk risk taker. But maybe I am not at all. Like I am I am low risk all the time, every time. I'm trying to, to see how I can evaluate what I've been doing, what why I've been safeguarding, why am I so afraid of change. And that is definitely the fear factor. So what will be the result of this change? Afraid of what it will cost me to change. So it may not be monetary, although in some cases it may be. Um, But it may also be psychological costs. Like, I have to prepare myself mentally for this. I have to do without, I don't know, sleep for this. um, And those kinds of things. And it also has to do with maybe having a support system there to, to kind of cradle you as you make this change. So that's also important. In the stories, in the two analogies I gave, and I still cannot swim, by the way, Um, that involved a pool and the irony of this all it also involved maturity and the bliss of childhood so because I was young and I felt confident at the time there were there was less presence of fear in my younger self so I was able to think that you know I had conquered a deep end before when I was in Miami stay with my aunt so I can conquer a deep end in the hills of St. Andrew, Jamaica. That was not the case. Um, I realized pretty soon that I was in a lot of difficulty. And luckily, the birthday girl's cousin was there to assist me with that involuntarily. Um, And then in the next instance, I am older in high school. I see all the things I need to be afraid of. I am aware now that I am afraid of this. But I have the safety net of being at school and they're not going to really allow you to drown in the school pool. So there's also that kind of safety net. In the older situation where I was more fearful, 
I prevailed. So there are lots of things at play there. So I know I need to be more confident that I am making the right decision. And even if it turns out not to be the right decision, I need to be okay with the fact that I made this decision, I made this mistake, and I'm going to learn from this mistake. Sometimes I don't feel like I have that safety net too that will cushion the impact of a change. I mean, I do. Thinking about it, of course I do. But or when you're when you're trying to talk yourself out of things, as I am often doing, you always say, well, I don't have this, I don't have this. I'm not looking at what you have. Today, I um, joined a webinar put on by Amanda Bolin and Natalie Bacon. Um, she did it her way, webinar on blogging. And she had responded to a question I asked, and she was saying, sometimes you have to reframe the question you're asking yourself to get the right answer. Your body tenses up because you are afraid of this impending change or this change in mindset. But if you reframe and rephrase the questions so you can get different answers, your body will relax and open to the idea. So I'm working on reframing the questions so I can get different answers. But change overall is scary. I mean, it's always scary to change. And that is why behavior change takes such a long time too, because all these things have been embedded in your mind and you have all these reasons. You have all this, like you have pages of rationale behind a decision. Just because this has been something you've rationalized in your mind for a very long time, based on these experiences, based on all these different things. So it's difficult. It's a scary process. It's a risky process. Um, but I want to say, but it's worth it. I will find out soon and let you know soon. It's always hard, you know, going back and forth with your options, weighing which decisions make more sense or which will produce the best result or the desired result. Fear of being inadequate and fear of making mistakes. School also has a, a part to play in this. Focusing on your wrongs and not your rights. How you were taught and how your, your, your assignments were marked allows you to focus on what you didn't get right. So what was incorrect about your homework. Not what was correct, what you learned through the process of doing your homework and that kind of thing. So we have to change our whole mindset from that, okay, I got five wrong out of ten, so I'm only halfway good. But in getting this five wrong, you learned, I don't know, four other things that can be added to another subject matter, that can be added to your data bank of knowledge, you know? So I think we have to be more open to embracing the process and not just looking at the end result. Now is the time. If not now, when? Nobody knows what will come after change. Maybe you will succeed. Maybe you will fail. Maybe you will fail very hard, but every failure is a lesson. And it's how we open ourselves to accepting this failure or just failure in this instance. So you failing does not mean you are a failure. It just means this decision was not right in this moment, in this time for you. But you can still go to the drawing board change a few things, come up with something else. And I'm telling myself that as I'm saying this, I am trying to put that into my own head because too many times I feel like if I've made a mistake, then I'm, I'm just not going to do anything at all. Like I'm done, 
I've done what I can. It didn't work out. I'm done. I can't take the heartache or the pain. But it's very much like a relationship. If you value somebody's time and friendship, you will do certain things that you may not particularly like because you value this person's time and friendship. You're doing these things because you know you need to come out of your comfort zone, because you know that change will be good in the end and you will learn a lesson from it. Um, and you're accommodating yourself and accommodating the possibility of failure in the same instance. Tricky, but possible. So in the vein of change, I've changed my gym routine a few times. I'm battling, I'm, I'm battling weight loss and weight gain every few months. Um, I've changed my gym routine to at least four times a week. And I generally like to begin the week with yoga or be, begin or end the week with yoga just to get my body in the frame of mind. And there is this trainer, I can't remember his name right now. I think it's Sal. I will put the correct link in the description box. But he was talking about doing a full body workout four times for the week instead of doing legs and then arms and then abs and then calves or whatever. So he was saying if you do a full body workout four times each week, it will be more beneficial to you than working specific parts of the body every day. And while I have not been very successful in losing weight because food is just the love of my life, I have seen, though, how my weight has been redistributed because of this full body workout model. So while I haven't dropped much in weight, I have seen where I'm a bit more toned in areas and my clothes are fitting a bit better just because of how everything is aligned now. So maybe that's something you can try out. Um, I try to do two exercises each, legs, glutes, that I put that whole lower body workout into one. So it may be five sets of 15 squats or leg presses and then something else. So it's two of those exercises. And then I'll do two exercises targeting the abs. Then I'll do two exercises targeting arms, whichever section of the arms I'm trying to tone. And all of them are five, set, five sets of 15. And then I do 15 minutes of cardio and then a 10 minute um, stretch and cool down. So that's basically how my mornings usually go. I have been pretty lazy these few days, um, but I've still been working out at home for an hour, 45 minutes to an hour with a fitness blender on YouTube and Angus Swede on Instagram. She's pretty great at both exercises. So there is change there. And then I also am on hashtag 30 days no sugar. I've been using that hashtag on Twitter to chronicle my journey through one month of no sugar. Well, it had been difficult initially just because they're all the delicious things you want to eat. And because I wasn't able to get rid of all the sweet snacks before I went on this 30 days no sugar. But I've been able to say no but I did have a mishap I did start um a few weeks ago and then had to restart just yeah had a little vacay and things went awry um but yeah th hashtag 30 days no sugar follow me on this 30 days no sugar journey I'm on day 15 or 16 depending on when I put this out but halfway there and it's been interesting how it has changed my mindset in what I want to eat. So yesterday I was with a colleague 
and we were driving to our destination and she's like, oh, I'm going to stop and get Popeye's. And in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a meal, maybe a two-piece meal. Then I said, no, mm-mm, just going to get some fries. Then by the time I got to the drive-thru, um, I said, no, I'm just going to go home and drink some tea. So it changes, it has changed uh, how I, what I've been consuming and how I think about what I'm going to eat. And that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to get my body uh, out of that sugar rush mode and just be a bit more stable eating fruits, getting sugar from fruits um, and veggies and maybe yogurt, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm trying. I'm trying. We're going along. Uh, and what I'm reading. So I'm reading The Beauty of the End by Debbie Howells. So somebody gave me a gift card and I bought a bunch of books online just by the name. Uh, so this is one of them and it's been pretty good so far. It is like a, I want to say crime thriller, but not really a thriller. Cause I don't really deal with gore so it hasn't been gory so it's very interesting so far so many twists and turns and then I'm also reading uh, how to lose weight guide yep 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 and then because this was on sale I also bought the subtle art of not giving a bleep and this is funny because the, the, the copy I bought actually has giving a bleep so it's the censored copy. And I just started uh, with the first chapter, just kind of understanding what this is supposed to be about because everybody has been talking about this book. Uh, so yeah. So the, the social art of not giving a bleep is my kind of weekend read. The beauty of the end is my weekday read. So I read sometimes before work and um, in the afternoon, so my afternoon routine includes taking a break from my computer and reading. I sometimes read at home and then the weight loss guide is like when I'm in bed. It's on my phone. It's just like a PDF. Oh no, it's a Google book. It's a Google book. And song of the month. Wow, I don't even have a song of the month. I feel like I've been just going through a period of just not being sure of anything. And I really want to just be thankful because in this time of uncertainty, I've really been able to find some good people to just bounce ideas off and just to talk to when I'm not feeling great. And that has been immensely helpful. People really just fall into place when you need them sometimes. And it's just, just another reminder that you cannot do this alone. No matter how independent you are, you're going to just need that person sometimes to say, you know what, you can do this. Uh, you are capable and if you don't feel capable here's a podcast you can listen to to feel capable or here's something you can read so I've been inundated uh, with just good vibes and I appreciate that and just can't be too thankful about the place I've been in and the people I've been able to talk to because I've been in this place even though it's not a great place to be in you know so my song of the month was literally is literally anything I needed to hear at the moment. So for a while I've been listening to Taki Taki by DJ Snake, uh, Selena Gomez and Cardi B. 
then I always go back to Protege and Chronics. Anything that they make is just a bop for me and gets me in a good mood. And then in the mornings, I've added to my morning routine just listening to some gospel music to just get my day started and to get me on a smoother pace. So it helps me to calm down a bit before the day. So whatever I need in the moment is what I'm listening to. And then my quote of the month is from the Motivation app for iPhone. And it says, true wealth is celebrating the present moment. True wealth is celebrating the present moment. And I just want to add that sometimes we focus too much on the future. I mean, the future is amazing and we want to ensure that things align for the future. But we focus on the future so much and focus on regretting the past so much that we lose the magic of the present. We lose the magic of the present. And in my best kind of um, attempts to reevaluate my life and to see what I can change uh, as I evolve as a human being occupying space on this earth, it's just being more thankful and being more present. Being intentional about what you say, what you do, and the people you say these things to and do these things with, but also being mindful of the present moment. And I think meditation has helped me a bit to just step away and be able to look at this moment, to appreciate this moment, maybe take a mental picture of it, and then move past it. If it's a bad moment, it helps me to compartmentalize this moment. So this was a bad moment. I am not a bad person. But this was a bad moment for me. I will catalog this and continue with my life. And one of the things that Headspace has taught me, which is one of the apps I use for um, meditation, is that no matter the emotion, it's okay to sit with it. It's okay to sit with this emotion. Feel how you need to feel. Work through it until you can work past it. So if you're feeling disappointed, don't just say, you know what, it's going to be okay, I'm fine. Work through it. Why do you feel disappointed? What could make you feel less disappointed? What can you change in the future so you don't feel disappointed? All these different things. So it's, it's good to analyze our emotions. It's good to ensure that we are being present in the moment. Uh, I read a very interesting article on Medium about why this one writer has stopped taking pictures on vacation. And he had a whole thing about, you know, you want to fill up all your phone with all these pictures and you think they're memories. But what you really want to remember, you'll remember about any event, about any activity, about any scenario. What you really want to remember from that is what you'll remember. But those bomb ass pictures though. Um, so I'm not saying don't take pictures on your on your vacation. I'm just saying he makes a valid point about ensuring that you're living in the present moment and not just getting sidetracked and kind of bombarded with doing these things that you're going to post in the future or doing these taking these pictures that you're going to post in the future or taking these pictures to send to your friends. Or doing this because it looks good and will look good on my resume in the future. Uh, we need to really ensure that we are mindful and intentional about things we're doing. While not 
taking advantage of and missing the magic of the present. So that's the podcast today. I recently learned, maybe earlier this year, that it's really a solo cast, is what you call it, if it's one person. So that's your tidbit for today. Your lesson for today (laughs) on this solo cast. Uh, So I just want to leave you again with a quote of the month. True wealth is celebrating the present moment. We have to ensure that we're taking risks this year into next year. And as I embrace this period of change, I hope you will do the same. And we can share this moment together. And there is a lot of change that's also coming to the podcast and to the blog. But that I will leave for December. So until then, remember, true wealth is celebrating the present moment.